Okay, guys, part two of Daf Lamed Aleph. We're on Daf Lamed Amud Bet. It's also the second year given in Umshlanga. Um, uh, next year, next week, Pope might year might be in South Broom. Um, uh, and again, thank God I've got two holy Yidden with me uh, live and uh, two guys on Zoom. One of them is by the lighthouse in Umshlanga. Um, uh, and he's still learning. Eh? Okay, so. Um, uh, we we were talking about different stories of uh, different things we learned from the story of Chana. Um, uh, most of it has got to do with davening, but uh, there are a couple other things, and that is that um, when uh, when Eli saw that she looked that like she was drunk, he he said he he chastised her. And we learn from this that if somebody does something that's not fitting, uh, you need to rebuke him. Um, uh, okay. Um, and that's just another piece of uh, information we learn from the story. Um, but, and then we see that Chana responds. And Chana responds to Eli, Lo Adoni. Um, no master, my master. So it's not just not my, no my master. The Gemara learns it as you are not my master. Amar Ula, Amr she said, she said to him, Lo Adon You are not my master in this matter. Because remember, Eli chastised her. Because he thought she was drunk and davening drunk. And Hashem's spirit doesn't rest on you. Because you are suspicious of me in this matter. Now if you are such a holy person, you should have Ruach HaKodesh. And you, shouldn't, you should have noticed that I'm not drunk now that's a big statement um, and we're going to get into a question that Vilna Gaon asked on this fascinating questions um, uh, and, a, and a even more fascinating answer please God um, but basically um, she, he says, she says to him you not my master because you shouldn't have uh, you shouldn't have uh, you shouldn't have, you should realize I wasn't drunk Ikeda uh, Amri and another opinion says Haki Amralai, this is what she said to him. Lo Adonata, you are not my master. Love Ika Shina. Kodesh Gabecha. Because the Shina, Hashem's presence and, and your, the Holy Spirit is not by you. Why? Not because you judged you you think I'm drunk and I'm not actually drunk. Shedantani Lechavchova, because you judged me in a negative way. You should have Dantani and you should have judged me in a positive way. Me lawyer dat, do you not know the Isha Kashat Ruach Ruach Anochi that I'm a person of terrible spirit, that are of bitter spirit. So this is another explanation that um, he's saying she's saying that if you were so great, you would have judged me favorably and know that I'm I'm terribly bereaved because I don't have a child. And the reason why I was davening in such a passionate way wasn't because I'm drunk was because this is appropriate way out of Davin and I'm desperate to have a child. Um, so we, we're going to get into a question from the Vinogon soon. 
and so he, she responds to him and wine and alcohol I did not drink if you um, um, so he she responds I didn't drink any I didn't drink anything and what does Eli respond um, um, that somebody who suspects somebody of something but and it's not true about that person he needs to or she needs to tell the person that your your suspicion is not true now so this is what was happening with Hana um, Hana was was accused of being drunk so she says I didn't drink anything now why is it important that she tells him I didn't drink anything because it's her reputation and it's her um, and, and what we learn from here is that even though you can argue who cares about what other people think about you especially if it's not true nevertheless it's important to be beyond repute even with other people which is quite an important thing which was something I've been thinking about over the last couple of days of say if I could arrive late to shul and stuff like that like how do I you know being a certain type of person say a rabbi for me um, I need to be extra strict on making sure that nobody can suspect me of anything um, but it's an important idea do not and this and she responds don't make your um, your maidservant as a, a, a lawless woman meaning I wasn't drunk and don't accuse me of it I'm a Rebbe Elazar um, here's Elazar Elazar hey Eli I'm not Eliezer Eli, you Eliezer right I'm uh, so so I'm a Rebbe Eliezer Rebbe sorry Elazar I'm a Rebbe Elazar Rebbe Elazar says Mikan leshiko shemit palel a person who is drunk and davens kilo over avodazora is like somebody that serves idol worship how so because remember she calls herself a batliyal that don't accuse me of being a batliyal a daughter of lawlessness ketiv hachet written over here lifnei batliyal that she she says to Ellie, you accused me of being a, a lawless woman. The Ketiva Taman is written elsewhere, Yatsu Anashim Remove men that are lawless from your midst. Ma just as in that context of the removal of men from your midst is referring to their serving idolatry, Afkan Avorazora, so too um, she was saying, "Don't call me a base, a, a lawless woman, and as if I, dr- I dove and drunk. Because if you dove and drunk, it's as if you serve idols. Now, why would it be? Why should you be considered as an over if you dove and drunk? Because when you dove and obviously you're talking to Hashem, you're in front of Hashem. But if you're drunk and you can't actually have your mind." Um, you, you can land up imagining images of God which are inappropriate, which aren't correct and you're not even allowed to Im- imagine images of God and also you can be confused and land up serving idolatry while you're serving Hashem so that's why it's so bad to dive and drunk and it's considered as if you serve idols um, so then she says the ya- then Eli answers after all of this the Yan Eli Yomar um, Eli responded and says to her Lechila shalom, go in peace. 
If you suspect somebody, your friend, of having something wrong with them and it's not true, you need to appease that person who you judged incorrectly. And not only to appease them, you need to bless them. As the Pasuk says, The God of Israel should give you your request. So there was a, a, a long give and take between Chana and, uh, and Eli. And basically from that give and take, you learn a few halachot of davening. For example, uh, she davened, and I think we might actually, uh, we might go into it a bit more, but she davened with her lips moving. So we learn that you should enunciate the words even if you don't say them out. Um, we learned that you shouldn't uh, daven aloud because she daven quietly. Um, um, we learned about how you shouldn't be drunk when you daven. Uh, we also learned that when he chastised her, um, um, uh, you should chastise somebody if you see them doing something wrong. It wasn't wrong of him to do it necessarily, but he was incorrect. Um, and then if and once he realized he was incorrect he tried to, to appease her we learn from the story and he also blesses her so there's a lot to learn from this give and take and we're still going to continue because what we're going to go into now is her actual tefillah how she davened to Hashem and the tefillah of Chana davening for his child is one of the paradigms of tefillah in all of uh, Tanakh okay now what did she dove, how did she daven? So she gave, she made a vow and said, Hashem Tzvakot, Hashem of legions. That's what she called him. Hashem Tzvakot. She'll make a vow to the God of legions. What is the God of legions? From the day that Hashem created his world, Adam Nobody had called Hashem Tzvakot directly until Chana arrived. Now he had, he was called Hashem Tzvakot. He was, he is referred to as the God of Legions, um, but nobody yet had called Hashem by that directly. So he was described in Tanakh and at this point as Hashem Tzvakot, but Chana was the first one to actually talk to him using that term. And what does it mean? Amra Chana Lifna Kodesh Baruch Hu Chana said before Hashem Ribona Shaloilam Master of the Universe Mikot Tzva'ayt Tzva'kot Shebarat Tzva'ot Sorry From all the, the myriads, the legions um, That you created in your world of men and women and people Kasheba Necha Is it so hard in your eyes? Shetitan Li Ben Echad To give me one of those legions so she, it's quite a strong argument, you know, you make billions of people, can't you just give me one of them? That's why she called him Hashem Tzvakot, the God of Legions. Moshe Lamad Avadome, there's a parable to help us understand what she was saying. Lemelech Basavadam to a king of flesh and blood. She'asa Su'uda La'avadav, who made a meal to his servants. Ba'ani, a poor person came, Echad, va'amad al-Petach, and stood by the doorway. Amalem, tenuli prusa achat, give to me one piece of bread from this meal that you're making for your servants. V'loish gichu alav, and he didn't, the king didn't, sorry, the, um, um, 
the, at the opening rather. So he wasn't speak, the poor person wasn't speaking directly to the king first. He was just speaking to, I guess, the people by the door. And they wouldn't give him. He, he pressed, he pushed, and got to speak to the king directly. Um, he said to him, my master, the king, from this big meal that you made, it's so hard for you to give me one piece of bread. So in a similar way, so the mashal is that you got a king who's got so much food and he, and he can't even give one bread, piece of bread to the servant, to this uh, poor person. So, so to Hanish, he says, I'm like a beggar here. I'm begging you for a child. And there's so many children that you create all the time. Can't you just give me one? I'm sure there's a lot of depth to this. Um, but uh, that's what the Gomorrah compares it to. Now, the Gomorrah, her tefillah continues. Now, listen to this. Imra'at, so just to go back a moment. How, how was it that Eli thought she was drunk? She was a wife of Elkanah. She was a great person. And also the Ruach HaKodesh. Why should, just because she was mis- he was mistaken, not every person has Ruach HaKodesh. And not every person, you know, even if, if, you, if you, just because you don't judge somebody favorably, doesn't mean Hashem's Shekhinah doesn't rest on you. So this, this, this accusation that Hannah made on him was quite severe. Um, uh, so the Vilna Gon explains something very deep. And he says that, you know, there was the Urim Vatumim. The Urim Vatumim was this piece of parchment that went under the Choshen, the breastplate of the coin Gadol. And when the coin or people would ask the coin Gadol questions, so the lights would go up. It was almost like a, a you know, you used to, how you fill in letters uh, when you used to type. Without a, 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 scree, a keyboard, you would use numbers, like you press three times, uh, you press number one three times to get to see so different there were the names of the shvatim and lights that the these jewels would light up and give letters um to the person asking the question now it wasn't that uh, it wasn't you still had to understand what the letters meant so you took the letters and you had to work out what they actually meant so uh, the Midrash says that what Eli, what Shana responded to Eli was kasara, like Sarah. So what does it mean, like Sarah? What does that mean? What was her response, like Sarah? Like Sarah, right? Kasara. So she says, so what does that mean? So basically what happened was, is there were four letters that came out. A kaf. Sin, Reish, Hay. Now Eli looked at the four letters and they also spell Shikara. She's drunk. And, and that's why she, he thought she was drunk. But what, she did, what he didn't realize is it also means Kasara. And what was his, her response? She was saying to Eli, I'm davening so hard like Sarah who was also barren and also didn't have children. So that's what, and that's why he says to her, you don't have Ruach HaKodesh, you're not using your Ruach HaKodesh properly, because you should have understood Kasara means, um, uh, uh, those letters that spell out Kasara, you, you learned them wrong. And that was her accusation against him. Quite, very deep. Okay, now we're going to continue with Hannah's prayer. Imra Atire, if you will see. Now listen to this mad Gomorrah about... Um, 
her Chana's a seemingly chutzpahdik prayer to um, to Hashem. Im if you will see, you will surely see. Amr Rabbi Lazar, Amr Chana, Chana said, "If Nei Hakadosh Baruch Hu before Hashem, Ribbon Shalayla, Masvinos Imraam." If you see my prayer that I'm asking for a child and you answer me, Mutab, then it's good. Vim Lav. If not, if you don't answer me with a child, Tirei Elecha, you will see. Um, I will, so she says, tir uh, you will see. What will you see? It will be like, I'm warning you, Hashem. Eilech, I will go, ter bifnei el kanabali. I will go and be alone with another man. Not sin with the man, but just be alone with the man. So Elkanah will think that I'm a, um, um, a soter, a soter, sorry, a soter. And now Sota was a woman who was who did actions that were very clearly suspicious. She was alone with a man who her husband warned her not to be alone with because he saw them being frivolous together, or he saw them spending time together, whatever it was. So Chana was saying that if you don't give me a child, I'm going to kind of uh, work this out that you're going to make me into a Sota woman. And what happens with the Sota woman? And since I'll be secluded with this woman, this is man, you will cause me to go to the temple and I, or the Mishkan and I will go and drink my Sota. Um, and the V'i Ata Oisa, um, so, so, um, so he, and it says there that if the woman who's been accused of being adulterous is actually clean from her sin, then it says that she's blessed with a child. Um, uh, so what was she was going to do all of this to be blessed with a child? So um, and that's what she says. If you see, if you see, good. If you don't see, I'm going to do something uh, bad. Now again, the Gemara, the Mafarshim ask, how could she do such a thing? She's such a holy woman. It's it. You you land up dissolving God's name in water. It's, there's, there's a very, very controversial thing to do and she's going to land up being alone with a man who she's not allowed to be. She's not allowed to do such a thing. So how could she do such a thing? So I saw the Mephashim say, she's not going to do such a thing. But what he, she was saying was, you know, if I wasn't a, a scrupulous woman, I could do such a thing. And I could land up getting a child through this. But I won't because I'm Tanua. So God, you've got to help me out here. You've got to bless me for, for not being able to do such a thing. And that's how she, she was warning Hashem. Again, very strong language. But it's, we learn from here that you can seemingly beg Hashem in a very strong way. And you will not make your Torah a law because you'll make me into a pregnant woman. As the Pasuk says, V'nikita... She'll be Zera. She'll be clean from the accusation. Venizra Zera, and she'll be and she'll bear seed. So you see from here that what she's going to do by being a Soto woman. Um, so now the Gemara says, okay, that's all very well that you can do such a thing, um, but uh, it's not so good logically. Why? This accuser, this this uh, strategy of Chana. It might work according to the opinion that says that if a, the Sota woman was an Akara, 
was, if she was barren, she would be opened up, she would be remembered and she would give birth. Meaning that's the power of being a Sota woman and being clean from your sin. Shapir, then, then that opinion works well that Khana did such a thing or would do such a thing or suggested she would do such a thing. But there's another opinion that says that a woman who drinks my Sota, she doesn't actually... Um, um, she doesn't, she, if, if she's a barren, she doesn't suddenly become pregnant. Rather, there's other amazing things that happen. And that is, if she, was, uh, if she gave birth in pain, she'll give birth, you'll let it forever. She'll, please. She'll give birth in, uh, in luck, not in pain, in comfort. Nekavot, uh, if she gives birth to only girls, yoldot zacharim. She'll merit to give birth to boys. Shorim, if she gives birth to uh, like ugly, not ugly, but swarthy kids, dark children, not the nicest looking children, you'll let it levanim, she'll give birth to better looking children. Uh, Ketarim, this is, I don't like this one, short children, you'll let it arukim, she'll merit to uh, be blessed with tall children, that I don't understand. My ikalam may be very short. Maybe that's what. My ikalam. How are you going to get out of that? Meaning, Chana, according to that, according to the opinion that if she was barren, she'd be blessed with a child. Then that works well because that's what she, the sota woman, would do. But according to this, um, there, you don't just get a child. You get a certain child that uh, you might prefer qualitatively in that situation. That was. The mer- that was the blessing of a Soto woman. Um, but so how could you say that Chana did this according to the other opinion? That you don't get blessed with a child if you're barren. The Tanya, as it says in a brighter, V'nikita v'nizra'ah zera. What does it mean she'll be clean of the accusation and bear seed? This teaches us that if she was barren, she would uh, bear a child. Diva Rabbi Shmuel, that's the pin of Rabbi Shmuel. Amalei Rabbi Akiva, but Rabbi Akiva says to Rabbi Shmuel, Imkain, if this was so, that it's like a segula, to have children, Yalchu kol akarot kulam bi'istatru. All women who are barren would go and, and be secluded with a man and do the strategy that Chana uh, suggested. Right? They won't do the sin, they'll just do the accusation and land up being blessed with a child. So Rabbi Akiva says that can't be what it means that you'll get seed, you'll bear seed from the sota, because otherwise all women would do it that are barren. Rather, it's to improve or to get what you want qualitatively. And a woman who hasn't ruined herself through adultery, she'll get, reward, she'll get um, opened up, she'll get remembered by bearing a child. So, rather what it's coming to teach you, this bearing seed, is that if you give birth in pain, she'll land up giving birth in comfort. you'll let it arukim if you to short children, or um, you'll merit you'll merit to give birth to tall children. Shorim, you'll let it levanim. Echad, you'll let it shnaim. If you if you normally give birth only to one child, you'll merit to give birth to twins. Um, uh, so, so according to that, you know, according to Rabbi Akiva, what what does it mean? My imra otir e. What what uh, threat, so to speak, was 
Chana is saying to Hashem, if you'll see, if you'll see and give me a child, great. If, if, if you don't, Tireh, then you'll really see. Because it can't be talking about a Sotav according to Rebbe Akiva. So it says, Dibra Torah Kalashon Adam. No, the Torah is talking in the normal way of speech. And it's a very important Gomorrah this. Because what it shows you is, you know it says that you can, no word in the Torah is, uh, is not for a reason. And what we generally understand that means is we can learn out something from it. But sometimes it's actually just there for linguistic clarity. It's just the way they spoke. So the word, the double word of saying Ra'ot Tireh is actually you can't learn anything out of it. It's just the way they spoke. And that's what the Gomorrah says. Okay. So um, then the prayer continues. Ba'ani amatecha al tishkach. If you will only see the affliction of your maidservant. This is what Chana says to Hashem. Do not forget your maidservant. Second time it mentions maidservant. And you will give your maidservant. Chana calls herself three times maidservant to Hashem. These three maidservants, what are lama? Why are they there? Amra Chana Lifna Baruch Hashem said to for Hashem, Ribona Shaloilam Mas Yunusha Badkay Mita Barata Beisha. You created three checks of death um, in a woman. You know we say in um, in Bamimad uh, Likim that a, a, there's I think it's there that there's three things that a woman has to be particularly careful about, otherwise it could cause her death. And that is um Vaamri um she was saying that there are three things that cling to death to a woman and these are them Nida, uh, a woman is obviously obligated to keep the laws of family purity and she's the one really in charge of it so she has to be scrupulous in it taking khala which is a percentage of the dough and giving it to the coin again she generally is the one that bakes so the Torah kind of understood that she would be the one to take challah but lakataner in lighting Shabbos candles kluma varti alachatmem I didn't transgress any of them and uh, so therefore Hashem please bless me with a child that's what she's saying even though it's, um, it's, a, it's a risk to my life to be blessed with a child so she was saying I'm not worried about dying in childbirth because I've been very careful in these mitzvot so therefore please bless me a child and I won't be risk uh, I don't think I'll be risking dying this is amazing Gomorrah it says here and you will give your maidservant seed of men what does seed of men mean? My Zera Nashim, what is seed of men? It's a bit of a strange way how to say it. Normally you say Zacharim. Sounds like uh, if you want males, just talk the seed of males. What's Zera Anashim? Seed of men. So listen to this. Amarav. Sorry. Amarav. Um, what is Chana asking for? Gavra Bugurim. Give me a man amongst men, a very great man. man. That's what I'm Zera Anashim. Seed amongst men, like the best type of man. Ushmul Amar and Shmuel says, no, Zera Shemoyshech Shnei Anashim. It's um, seed that will anoint two men. So it was prophecy here. And who did, uh, David, who did Shmuel anoint? Two kings. One was Shaul and the other one was David. 
Uman Inun, who are these two? Shaul David. But Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Rabbi Yochanan says, what is Zerah Nashim? Zerah Sheshaku Kishnei Nashim. A seed that is weighed against two men. Uman Inun, who are these two men that Shmuel is parallel to and weighed against? Moshe Aaron. Moshe and Aaron. Shneemar, as the Pasuk says, Moshe Aaron v'chohanav u'shma v'koreh shemo. That's in Kabbalat Shabbat, we say. Moshe and Aaron amongst his priests but, and Shmuel who calls out his name and you see here that if you take a scale Moshe and Aaron are together Shmuel's on the other side and they, they, they the same weight so to speak which shows you how great Shmuel was that was mean Zerah Anashim a man amongst men Verabon and Amri and the Rabbi say Zerah Anashim Zerah Shemuv Lebein Anashim a person who is absorbed amongst the people meaning he doesn't stand out it's like almost the exact opposite he doesn't stand out Chana was asking that he shouldn't stand out so no ayin hara no evil uh, ah should cling to him because he's somehow very great ki ata ravdimi like ravdim when ravdimi came from Israel amar lo aruch he wasn't too, not too tall velo guts not too short velo katan not small velo alam and not stout not big um velo Sachor, um, and not too white, velo gichor, and not too ruddy, like a redhead, velo chacham, and not too wise, velo tipesh, and not too, not foolish. So I want a, a regular type of person. Nevertheless, listen to this. Despite the, and, and it seems that she was answered because it's when she goes back to Eli two years later, she says, I was, my prayers were answered and I got a child that I asked for. So she, according to this, got a child that was, so to speak, in inverted commas, average. And yet he became Shmuel Hanavi, one of the greatest Jews that have ever lived. So it just shows you how great you can be even if you're average. So don't give up. Don't, not don't give up. Work really hard. And uh, I'm not talking to anybody in particular because all of you are exceptional. But I'm talking to myself. You know, I'm average or below average. Um, and yet, you know, if you work really hard, you can achieve exceptional things okay and so now he she goes back to Shmuel to, to Eli I'm the the woman who stood with you in this one from here you learn you it's forbidden to stand within um, four amot of somebody davening because it says here when I was standing with you in davening, meaning we were both standing. When Eli was next to her and saw her davening, he was standing. Or, you know, so, so it shows that in, if you're very close to somebody, you have to stand in their presence. Why? Because when somebody's davening, the shin is, so to speak, next near them or on top of them. And therefore, you have to show cover to the shina when somebody's davening or um, it's a more negative type of idea that people shouldn't think that if you're sitting next to somebody who's davening that you like don't you don't uh, put importance to oh, somebody else davening. So therefore, if you're within four or two meters of somebody davening, you should stand. This is only if you aren't davening also. If you're saying shema and you're next to the person, then you're allowed to stay sitting. Okay, Ella Narazet Palauti for to this for this boy I davened. That's what Chana says. To Eli, I'm a Rabbi Lozer Shmuel. Um, 
Moira Halokha Lifnei Rabbo. Now listen to this fantastic story. According to this line, they learn from here. Rabbi Loza learns, Shmuel taught Halakha before his rabbi, Haya. He was a Moira Rabbo. He, he taught a Halakha in front of his rabbi, which is something you shouldn't do. Shunemar, as the Pasuk says, V'yishchatu et apar, they shechted the par, the cow, V'yaviu, and this is in the Psukim of Shmuel, V'yaviu el anar el eli. And after they shechted the cow, they brought the youth to eli. It's a bit strange, like what's the connection between shechting the cow and bringing a youth to eli, eli the coin. Because they shechted the cow, they brought the nar to the youth to Eli. Ella, that doesn't make sense. What's the connection? Ella amalem Eli. Eli said to them, Karu kohen, go and call a kohen leiti velishchot to shecht your offering that you brought. Am chazanu shmu batar kohen lemishchat. So Shmuel, who according to Pshat, it seems was two years old at the time, but uh, other, another Rishon says no, he was much older at this time, and the story is, is, even though in context of the Psukim, he was being weaned at this time, but the story is actually going on somewhere much later when he's much older. So it says that, so Shmuel was watching, and he saw that they were looking for a coin to shech the offering that Chana and Elkanah had brought. Amalahu, so Shmuel said to them, Lama lechu la duri bata koin, lemishchat. Why are you going and looking for a coin to do the shchita of the korban? Shchita bazar kashira. Shechting with a zar, a non-kohen, is kosher. Itu lekamei de Eli. So they brought this kid before Eli. Amar lei menalach. How do you know this? Menalacha. Amar lei, so Shmuel said to him, Miketiv, isn't it written, V'shachat ha-kohen, a-kohen, it doesn't say, Miketiv, it doesn't say, V'shachat ha-kohen, if the kohen shechts it, V'krivu ha-kohanim ketiv, it says, if the kohanim bring close, the kohanim are the ones that do the korban, but the, but the fact that it says they bring the korban, it means they don't have to do the shechita, they don't actually have to shech the animal. Mekabola v'eilech mitzvat kuna, from the receiving of the blood, to and onwards, that the coin has to do. But from here, you see, but for a non-coin to shecht is kosher. So, so what did he say? You said, well, you're right. Mihu, nevertheless, at you taught aloha before your rabbi you you argued with what i was doing why did i do it by the way in brackets because it's better to have a coin do the shkita but what shmuel was looking at was it's taking too long and it's not worth the delay so shmuel says eli says you right halachically but you were wrong to paskin in front of me um and why even though he was so young you you're you, you're not allowed to paskin before the coin the coin gadol or the, the rav of the nation the leading rabbi of the generation. And anybody that teaches halacha before his rabbi, chayv miti, is obligated to die. Atya, Chana heard this and started, he came to Eli, and started shouting in front of him, I'm the one who, look how much I have for this child. Please don't kill him. Don't like, give him this punishment. Forgive him. 
for paskling in front of you. Leave me and I will. I should punish him. I shouldn't forgive him for passing in front of me. And I'll ask Hashem for mercy. Um, and I'll ask Hashem for mercy. And uh, and I'll give to him an even great. I'll give to you an even greater child. So the pastor continues, no, for this child I davened. I don't want another child that you daven for. I want a child that I daven for, which is obviously much more meaningful. Okay, we'll stop here.